Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. Not just your average episode. If the jingle bells or the sleigh bells or whatever you want to call them in the background didn't tip you off, today is a holiday installment. Yeah! I'm actually really pumped to be doing this and to have these jingle bells playing behind me. Um, Yeah, so today's episode is a recap of the first year of this podcast. Thunderous applause. That's what I'm imagining right now in my head anyways. But uh, yeah, first year of the podcast. Super stoked to have this one in the books and uh, super excited to bring this compilation of all of my guests, or at least the guests that I remember to ask, what is your wildest dream for the earth? So this episode is special because it's a compilation of many guests, some of your favorite guests, uh, Micah Mortali, Eric Godsey, uh, Dr. Kim Bretz, Hallie Rose, Steve Beatty, all of them, all the guests, at least the ones, again, that I remember to ask this. And going forward, you can guarantee that I will be asking every guest this question because honestly, it was amazing to uh, to get their answers on this. Such a positive spin at the end of every episode to ask the guests what is their wildest dream for the earth. I feel like after talking for an hour together, it just really encapsulates everything that we've been chatting about specific to that, you know, topic or whatever it is. But obviously it's an opportunity for my guests to get a little bit personal and share, you know, their wildest dream for the earth. So I love this question inspired uh, by Thomas Berry's work. And um, yeah, honestly, I just had a ton of fun putting this together. And actually I wanted to like give you guys a little like preview as to what type of things you might be hearing in this episode. So things like self-actualization, stewardship of the earth or stewardship of the land, unity, harmony with mother earth, uh, connection, of course, to self, to nature, obviously, um, others, to God, to spirit, whatever you want to call that there, uh, hope, exciting opportunity, environmentalism, all these things and you can find everything if I have any show notes here put together from uh, what I'm going to try to do is link every single or what I will be doing is linking every single guest's uh, work in the show notes so that you can go click on them if you want to find more about them I'm so grateful to have all these guests on this show honestly um, every single one from my local uh, friends and uh, local celebrities to you know people all over the world uh, honestly thank you guys for being a part of this first year it means so much to me um what else can i say about this episode honestly it's um yeah like you're gonna hear me say the word beautiful a lot because really i'm being honest when i say that my guests answers to this question really are beautiful and in this past year being what it was i feel like putting a positive spin towards the end and looking back and being reflective as being so important um you know when talking about rewilding in the face of this pandemic things get a little bit dicey and uh you know it just gets you know the the politics the health policy the lockdown all these things right it just gets a little much so i think ending on this note is just a beautiful way and um yeah I'm honestly super stoked to, uh, you know, to be putting this one out here for you guys. So yeah, thanks so much to everybody out there who has been listening this past year. Thank you to everybody who has, you know, shared it with a friend. It means so much to me. And and I think if you haven't shared the show with a friend yet, this would be the most perfect episode to share. Um, What else can I say? Honestly, I have uh, a whole whack of different guests uh, coming in with their... uh, 
you know, with their quote or with their wildest dream for the earth. And what I'm doing is just kind of giving you guys a little bit of a segue or a little intro into what it is that we talked about and then other things along the way. Um, it's just like a true holiday special this episode. Honestly, I've got like, I've got friends calling in. I So I uh, here with this, in this intro, you're going to hear uh, a conversation I had with Tyler Bryden. And then uh, at the end of the episode, I'm going to have uh, Richard Vixenic in, and he's going to share his wildest dream for the earth. And then I am going to share my wildest dream for the earth. So again, everything is going to be in the show notes. You can find that at rewildmybio.com slash wildest dream 2020. Um, nothing else to say. I hope you guys are able to get together with friends and family this holiday, uh, doing it in whatever way uh, works for your family. I know everybody's different out there. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm going to be getting together with my family and my brothers and grandparents and everybody. And, uh, you know, I'm just really grateful to have that time together this year. So I hope you guys can enjoy some quiet time, um, some peace, some quiet around this winter solstice, Christmas, uh, New Year, however it is that you celebrate this time of year. I really do wish you guys all the very best. Please enjoy this episode. And if you haven't already, you know, it means the world to me. It helps others find the show. Please leave a rating and review. And that is all I ask. So that's why I wanted to get you on is because I didn't actually ask you what your wildest dream for the earth is, but, uh, I did ask you, uh, you know, what was your plans for 2020, right? Cause it was end of 2019 and that was a great time recording this podcast too together. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, but, uh, yeah, I asked you that and you, you talked about the business. So you're here, you are Toronto, but yes. as that, you said, you want to, you want to stay in contact with nature. And I know that you have, because I've seen your posts on like social media where you just find these like little gems of like nature in the city, Constantly. right? That's what you got to your own hunt, Constantly. right? You are, right? Yeah, is that how hunt. it works? Is, oh, is, oh, is that, tell me though, like, is that how it works? Like, cause yeah, like I'm sure I've had my city time, t- you know, 10 years in, in London as like, you know, in downtown and in that, and I love it. I love cities. Um, but at the same time, it's like I, coming from the country like you, it's like I crave like deeper, deeper nature. Yes. Right? Like, so yeah, it's just like, you're on the quest. Yeah. And I've never gone as deep as you, you know what I mean? No, I nonsense, but you have yeah, the same, the, the quest is I have that, exactly, the desire. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm lucky because where I am now, I can feel it. Like there are, you know, there's parks and beautiful places to walk. And, you know, not only that, it's also, there is something, the combination of a finding a pocket of nature within a city and feeling the energy of a city while still being oh, enough yeah. nature around there's something beautiful about that like oh, yeah. the one picture that i do send where they like overlooking it's like something beautiful about seeing trees overlay but then the cn tower is off in the distance and interesting that's something very fascinating about that i feel much better now than i did yeah. you know when i was right downtown but the interesting part that i miss now is what i really miss and that you have in port stanley is the water right um that that that's something that i didn't realize how powerful it was because even though i in london i had the river nearby there's something about a large body of water that just like instills peace, yep. you know, beautifully. So um, well said. I'd be interested. I, what, what, what are you doing after? So you, I know where you are right now. How long are you at uh, your current place of residence? In Port, yeah. So I'll be here at least till May. So as far as my next year looks like it's, uh, you know, I, yeah, honestly, I'm looking at building a cabin on the land and, and mm. moving up there ASAP, just given everything that's been going on and looking at where I'm at with like my studies, all I need is the internet to do what I do. And, yep. uh, it's quite a possibility that I build a place up there and go up there. But, uh, but that said, like, I, I do realize I have, you know, business and things to do in London area yeah. here. So this place and being by the body of water is super important. And I know exactly what you're saying about that energy. Cause there is a total energy to it coming from like Kingsville. 
right? So yeah. like Canada's yep, most exactly. southern town. It's right on Lake Erie. So same thing here. It's just uh, having that. I And again, like it's interesting hearing your perspective of what is nature to you now that you're living in a city because a lot of the research is looking at, yeah, like what is nature to you? The stuff that I've been looking at. And uh, for me, it's like having that body of water and then again, feeling into the energies of different spots like parks, city parks and to like yeah. a beach like Port Stanley. And you just totally, from a mental health standpoint, from what I feel energetically anyways, and again, I'm just anecdotal, but like it's a quicker, uh, quicker, quicker is probably the wrong word, but like you're, I feel like you're able to more easily let go of the stressors of the day. And if you've been uh, focused, mm-hmm. right, so looking at uh, attention restoration theory, which is a big benefit to being in nature, your attention all day being focused on whatever your computer screens say. Uh, that can be relieved from nature. And I just feel like uh, you get the benefits yeah. quicker when you buy a big body of water. It's yeah. I, I think there's a lot to do with the ions and, and just like the, the whole microbiome piece that it's just a yeah. different uh, different than us. So there's like a, a transfer of energy more, if you will. Um, anyways, we're, we're getting real hippied out here. Uh, As, okay. You know what I'm Like I said, I'm going to throw all this into the intro because, yeah, uh, the whole point of me calling you, Tyler, is, well, one, I appreciate it, uh, you hopping on this call because it's, uh, man, I've been compiling this episode i'm i'm uh i guess i'm almost in tears now because this is this is beautiful i've just i'm compiling the uh best of uh everyone's answer or i'm not say not say the best of everybody's answer because i didn't ask everyone um yeah. but it's yeah what is your wildest dream for the earth and i tell you it's just like it's amazing just hearing what people have to say so um yeah so i mean that said let tell me what yeah i guess what we can do we'll just go right into it um I want some clarity first. I want to say when yeah, people say when you say for Earth, yeah, yeah, you know, are people coming? <laughs> are people coming from this as yeah, like this, you know, I, I, not to bucket well, it too much, but this no, environmental no. angel, the humanistic element to it, is it all combined? I can't, I can't answer your you question. Have? Oh, uh, you're, oh, you're interested? How about this? You tell me your answer. We'll do this. Okay. You tell me your answer, okay. and we'll put a pin in that, and I will answer that because that's that's a great question. Yeah, and I'll give a little segues to what I've seen so far. I'm not done the whole episode, but yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. What's your uh, tell me? What's your wildest dream for the earth as it as it goes right now? I think the uh, right now goes yeah. with any question, but uh, specifically right now. So I the, I think something that I think uh, has emerged for me a lot this year has been this. I mean, the, the, this pandemic, this you know, has has brought out this you know reimagining of who we are as people, and it's also sort of this this crisis of perspective of what the world is, how stable it is, yeah, just who we are. And one of the thoughts that I've, you know, came across a lot is that as we continue to move forward after this, there's a lot of people who have struggled significantly. They've had, you know, a shock to their system and the hopes and dreams that they had. And the thing that I'm trying to figure out is, you know, why are we, you know, why are we only, I guess, this is coming from a lens that I'm looking at. We're treating people once they get to um, a crisis point, mm-hmm. once they actually have something, you know, significantly that brings them down to, you know, for lack of better terms, this idea of like rock bottom, whether it's suicidal ideation or and patient, like, and 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 how can we? You know, how can we, first of all, avoid that? I think all of us want to like avoid suffering. We don't want to see right. other people suffer, especially right. with all the knowledge we have, all the lessons that we've learned There's so much infinite knowledge that we actually can tap into to help people avoid the suffering that is unneeded, that is unnecessary. Mm. And then the question that I'm trying to figure out is how can we, through reimagining of the world that, that this year has given us, how can we actually reach not just baseline? How can we not just have this baseline in our life, but how can we reach this full potential 
that we want to be as humans, that so many of us want to be, whatever subjective answer that actually is, whatever subjective full potential that actually is, whether that's balance in life, you know, family, whether you want to live with, you know, purpose and, and be successful, like whatever that success or full potential is to you, how can we help people actually get there? Mm. Um, and I think if we can continue to like help people unlock that best version of themselves, then um, the world will become um, such a, a beautiful place that we all do want to see it be. Ending suffering is essentially what I'm hearing you say. Um, and honestly, like that's, uh, this is insane. Cause you just encapsulated everything I've heard thus far. You asked me a question as to, you know, which way is it going with people's, <laughs> people's responses and that. And honestly, uh, I mean, one, I have to hold back a tear because that was beautiful, beautifully put. And you really Thanks. did, you really did encapsulate every, everyone's answer this year. Um, like a little bit of everything right there with what you said. So it's almost crazy that I called you here for this intro and you just tapped into that. And, and brought that cause, thank you um of course of yeah course. and honestly like and i would say um i totally hear you and i think a lot of the guests this year again different aspects i'm, I'm excited for you to listen to this episode and i'm excited for everybody to listen to this episode it really like i'm not just uh not just saying this like i held back tears a couple times while putting this together today because yeah everyone's answers are just so beautiful and different um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to giving my uh you know my wildest dream for the earth. Um, and yeah, I've been, I was stewing all stewing on it all today while sitting in my tree stand, still trying to fill the freezer with venison. So uh, <laughs> I can't invite you over for that nice, That's nice okay, meal. my friend. And you're not going to tell me, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this episode because you're not yeah. going to tell me right now. And I just think it's a testament to, you know, the beautiful people that you've brought onto this throughout the year. Yeah. Like what yeah. an incredible, how much you've yeah, learned, how much human connection you've built, how, you know, just, uh, oh, man. I'm so glad that you've gone on this journey. Yeah, no, it's amazing. 13 countries. So on Spotify. Um, yeah. And it's like, for me, it's always been about helping more people. So I started off as yeah. a personal trainer. It was one-on-one -on -one, and then it was to booch, which was like just more, like I would be yep. sleeping and people would be buying a bottle that would always blew my mind. And then now with this, it's content, right? And it's been a crazy year. I've honestly, God loves me or some, someone loves me. <laughs> You know, because it's like they've given me this opportunity to talk about nature connection, talk about holistic health and all the things that I love. Sure, I've had to make sure I remember that not everyone might see the picture the same way as I do, but I think we're all getting there. And I think you kind of saying what you did is allowing for people to I'm, – I'm, you're going to get me into my, my wildest dream for the earth here. i got to slow down. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yeah, the podcast sure. game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, pro I think of things I promised and, and didn't deliver on, but uh, – my research kind of took the backseat to this in the beginning of the year and I, and I got it going and with your help and, uh, you know, getting guests on that, you know, people like I had mentioned earlier, Kyle Bueller and from psychedelics yep. today and that, and just, uh, the people that I've had on, I've just been, I've learned so much and I've made great connections and it's been great to, uh, you know, stay in contact with some through social media and that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been my wildest dream. Honestly, my, I live my dream. The whole, uh, I, I, I asked this question, uh, well, as I, as I, it's from Thomas Berry's uh, book, uh, Dream of the Earth. But um, I hate the whole, um, I'm living the dream when they're like, it's just like the mundane, like Tuesday morning, like 9.37 and it's like, I'm living the dream. It's like, but are you though? And it's just, it, it kills me that folks aren't living the dream. So I, I really am. So it's just, this has been one of my wildest dreams, but I'll uh, put a pay, pin in that one talk to it talk to it at the end but uh yeah no thanks for uh joining me on this uh intro here and uh yeah everybody enjoy this episode
Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Right, to kick things off here, we have a quote from uh, episode number 10, Community, Connection, and Happiness with Dr. Jillian Mandich. This was a great episode to kind of get into what I believe is a foundation for good health, and that is having happiness. Uh, in this episode, Jillian speaks about how we often shoot for health, but really what we're looking for is happiness. And I just love this episode because we had a huge conversation all about how important community is and how living in small tribes and close to the land in connection with nature was always a big part of what allowed us to have that basis of happiness. It's what is necessary for us to you know, have happiness on an ongoing level right now is having that community connection and then having connection with nature. Um, this just kind of goes hand in hand. So um, nature connection being a big precursor or, you know, something that will increase an individual's effective state, so their level of happiness or their emotions. Um, so I just think that this is a, an awesome episode, and I was so grateful to hear um, you know, Jillian's uh, sentiment in regards to how you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I just find that very interesting after this year that we've had um, and just these kind of top-down health policies that we're seeing. So to me, I found that interesting having worked with clients in the past and knowing that, yeah, you can't necessarily always just get someone to do that which will help them on their health journey. The individual has to choose and has to want to do it. So it's much like um, happiness being a choice. We all have to choose to, you know, make changes in our life. And that's what I think this or what Jillian does a great job at explaining how um, she's kind of getting towards that self-actualization piece and how making small changes starting at home with yourself first is how we change the world around us. So check this one out. What is your wildest dream for the earth? It gets deep Mm. here at the end. You know. Or what is your wildest mm -hmm. dream for the earth for right now, today? Like, I just, I see what's going on in the planet Mm -hmm. and how we are treating our environment. And it, hurts me physically yeah, yeah. I feel pain um I'm excited by the fact that I think we are more conscious even if you look at the use of straws as an mm, example yeah. right and and I, I I think sometimes when problems seem so big it can, they can almost be so overwhelming that you are paralyzed or you feel yeah. that you mm. are one person and what kind of difference can I make and so part of my journey has been realizing that if it doesn't start with one person, it's never going to start. And we are all stewards of this planet and stewards of our body. And we're all leaders in that we all have the opportunity to demonstrate how we want to live and how we want to treat our planet. And so for me, what that means is living a life with intention. Mm -hmm. So that means when you're living with intention, you're, you know, I, I don't use saran wrap. I use my beeswax wraps, like Mm. things like that. Like I'm not just covering my food with what I always covered my food with. I'm looking for opportunities to make those little shifts small shifts just like happiness happiness doesn't come in one big shiny moment happiness Mm -hmm. is the small things every day that add up to a happy life and with the environment and then with having that wild dream it's not 
to mean one big thing. It's the small things that I'm doing every mm-hmm. day that I'm moving the needle forward. That's awesome. And to me, that's the metric that I'm thinking about. Yeah. And that's where, like, even it's really cool with happiness. Um, research from Harvard found that our happiness actually extends three degrees from us. Oh. So I'm happy. Yeah. I'm affecting you. And then also the people that you meet today. Uh, so when we think about, you know, like the Buddha says, like being the change we wish to see in the world yeah. and in a day and age that we're living in today, when especially you turn on the news, it seems so doom and gloom. And we think about like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I be that Buddha? How can I be the change? Mm-hmm. It starts with us and yeah. modeling whatever behavior. It's the same as even with, I mean, you know, this from your health wellness background, you can tell somebody, this is how you exercise, this is how you eat. Right. Yeah. And, and that's great. And that's wonderful information. But you can't want them to change until they want to change. Yeah, exactly. Right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Right. And so knowing that, what do I? What do we do? How do we do that? If we can't make them drink, well, we can go and we can drink and we can model that. And we mm-hmm. can know that our actions extend beyond us and beyond the people that we even meet. And that, to me, is the key of where we start to see the change. That's right. the grassroots shift. And it definitely, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I feel like Things are shifting. Things are changing. Uh, More than ever, we're waking up. And I think this is just the beginning of a really exciting time. So I'm super happy to have uh, Jillian's quote back to back with my next guest's quote. And my next guest is Eric Godsey. And this was from episode 12 titled, Young is Never Old, Becoming Your Whole Self. And uh, Young spelt J-U-N-G. Of course, referring to Carl Jung, which is someone who Eric's studied plenty throughout his days. And I'm just super happy to have this perspective here, kind of um, saying what is a philosophy to me anyways. It's somewhat of a philosophy for the show, if you will. And that is that you, yes, you have the ability to be mighty. And he kind of talks here about the hero's journey. Well, he does talk about the hero's journey. And it was just awesome to have him, um, you know, go this way with this question and kind of lay out what the hero's journey is because I think it's a very important piece to what this show is all about. Um, Yeah, and I think that rewilding for me anyways is remembering that we have the ability to be awesome, right? I think our default as part of Mother Earth is just to be awesome. However, we forget that. We get distracted. We've got the nine-to-five job, the bills, all the things that kind of keep us – keep us preoccupied, I guess, with that personal development piece to become our our guest, our best rather. So I'm just really excited that, uh, well, one, to have met Eric uh, Godsey down at Solterra Healing Center a year ago. I was uh, super thrilled to have him on and just share his passion and knowledge on all things Carl Jung. Check it out. My, I have a dream that one day there will be so many that there will be enough people whose internal light is on that any young person or lost person who wants to say yes to the path that they can see on their horizon a light. And what I mean by that is I think that the most adaptive human story that we can tell ourselves is the hero's journey Mm -hmm. and that the, and that people who truly accept and embody the hero's journey, they're light. They have a light on inside of them because they will not settle for the ordinary world. They know what the calls to adventure look like. They know about, about how important it is not to refuse the call, mm-hmm. to find the mentors, to cross the threshold, 
to go do the trials, to go face the dragons, and then to bring home the medicine and to share it. They know that that's what it means to be a human. And so they're a light. And all the people who are apathetic, nihilistic, have victim perspectives that they think the world is happening to them, that they can't change it, and that they just want someone else to come save them. Right. To me, those are people who don't have the light on. But my dream is that any person who ever chooses that they want to start to have the light, that enough people know this story, that they, ha- that they can turn to someone in their community or their tribe that day that can share with them the light, which is the hero's journey. That's beautiful. My next guest needs no introduction if you're from the London, Ontario region. Episode 13, I interviewed Dr. Kresimir Jug. This one was titled, Where Fear and Awesomeness Intersect. So I'm not going to give much of a intro to this one. I'm just going to have at it. Uh, it was filmed or recorded rather just about a week or so into the lockdown. Kresimir being a chiropractor wasn't able to work. I've worked with Kresimir in the past. He's a true healer. Once he puts his hands on you, good things happen. And you know, this conversation, it was great to get to uh, speak to someone who wasn't able to do what they do especially when it was a time when we needed them to do it. So it was just a really interesting uh, conversation, I'd say, overall. If you're still living in a place of fear, I will say this. Head back, check out episode 13, and uh, give that one a listen because there's a lot of really good stuff, practical, again, that's going to help you guys overcome fear and just be awesome. What is your wildest dream for the earth right now? We're in this crazy time. Um... You know, I don't even want to say crazy time. Take that back. We're in this time of uncertainty. We're in this time of heightened anxiety and fear. Um, but we're also coming together. I, I find quite beautifully. So I'm not going to put too many words in your mouth. But what do you, what's your wildest dream for the earth? My wildest dream for the earth. Wow. That's a tough question. You know, this is one of those cornerstone questions. And I keep asking people and they say the same thing as you every time. Man, that's tough. But whatever it is for you today. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I already answered it. Mm -hmm. I think that we would be, well, we would be doing better, right? If we get back to um, systems and politics that respect the rights of the individual Mm. and not the opposite policies that we see happening, right? I, my Mm -hmm. philosophy is, is for human flourishing. I want to see humans flourish and do well because I love, I love my fellow brothers and sisters. Right. And I understand, right? Like much like I'm raising my children, I'm not raising my children to believe that I'm always going to be there when something happens. Mm-hmm. I'm raising them to be responsible and to know how to take care of themselves. Right. Be their own right. individual. Right. We yeah. have to get back into, into creating individuals and respecting individual thoughts and letting people pursue, you know, and have the consequences, both positive and negative consequences of pursuing their own dreams and values. Right. And learn, yeah, learning from those consequences, right? Which again, we're in a, a weird time now, man. Like we're at a time when your kid gets cut from the hockey team and you go yell at the coach. Like, yeah, the parachute, parachute parenting, I believe it's what's called. That yeah. Right? And we're also at a time when we expect somebody who's successful to just give away all their success because somehow it happened randomly to them. Yeah. Right. Like these weird times, man. Right. Like if, if you work hard and you risk and you're successful, you own that. That's on you. Good, right. good, good for you, man. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. If you don't 
if you don't find success, you do what everyone else does when they fail. You reorganize and you find out where you went wrong and you get a little bit better and you move forward. Right. Yeah. That's how winning is done. So when I ask this question to every guest, honestly, I'm floored almost all the time at the beauty, the poeticness, just the way uh, my guests seem to put this together. I don't know if it's just after talking for an hour together, um, but it's there's something about it where it just kind of encapsulates everything we're kind of talking about, but at the same time, allow them to kind of really be opening and share, right? And, and my next guest does a great job at that. My next guest is Micah Mortali, and he was with me in episode 15 called Rewilding and Awakening, Awakening in Nature, which actually is the name of his book. So um, yeah, I got a lot of positive feedback after this episode. I know a lot of you guys out there went out and bought his book. So thank you for doing that. And um, what else can I say about Micah here? Well, honestly, it was a pleasure to get to to know him and, and talk to him. And it's been great, uh, you know, staying in touch with him over social media and that. Uh, I really do enjoy the work that uh, Micah is doing out there at uh, Kripalu School of Yoga with the Mindful Outdoor Leadership Program. Um, he's doing a befriending winter program uh, right now, I believe, going on. And I'm just just floored again and amazed with all the work and creativities coming out of him, especially this year as we've been locked indoors. There's been times where I've, you know, sat there and listened to the birds with Micah on Instagram lives and that this year. So honestly, it's just, it was really, really, uh, it was an honor and uh, I was humbled to to meet him. And um, I do want you guys to pay attention to this here because, yeah, it talks a lot about the seventh generation in the year uh, 2230 um, and just overall just bringing harmony with the earth. So yeah, have a listen. My wildest dream for the earth. That's a great question, Sean. Um, You know, I think um, I've been meditating a lot on the year uh, 2230, okay. which is the seventh generation from today, our seventh generation, the Haudenosaunee um, tribe in New York State, um, you know, have this ethic of the seventh generation when they have to make a political decision or tribal decision, you know, they think about, well, how will this affect the seventh generation from now? And uh, if you consider generations 30 years, um, our seventh generation is living in the now in the year 2230. So okay. um, I dedicated the book to those children. Um, yeah. And my wildest dream for the earth is that um, that, that, that we have passed on a uh, biodiverse, healthy, vibrant uh, world to those children with um, clean air and clean water and um, an abundance of species living wild and that um, human beings have um, have come to a point where we can exist um, in a state of harmony, you know, with the rest of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my wildest dream. That's an awesome dream. So what do you guys think? You having fun yet? I know I am putting this one together for you guys. I'm sitting here. I got goosebumps all over the place, just like those truth bumps, if you will. So... I'm thinking, yeah, if I'm going to, I might need a box of Kleenex here as I uh, finish this or just something to uh, dab my eyes because they seem to be moist, if you will. But anyways, I want to actually mention this question uh, that I'm asking all of my guests, or at least all the guests that I remember, 
this came to me anyways from, I guess, inspired by books that I've read by Thomas Berry and uh, specifically The Dream of the Earth. So I'm going to just recommend that now and I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Some of the most beautiful um, books put together by Thomas Berry and uh, another one called The Great Work. You probably hear a lot of guests and myself included talk about doing the work on this show and it seems to be come at least in my in put on my academic hat in the world of health promotion it's starting to become a buzzword if you will there's tons of books on doing the work and the work um and i think i think if i were to define that right now um i think the work essentially just means going inward that inward journey right which i love how micah puts throughout the episode how when we are in nature it invites us to go inward so um yeah do check out the great work our way into the future by thomas berry it's a a wonderful book and just kind of something I think right now where as we are in this transitionary time, we're at the end of a, of a year. So forget, um, you know, just 2020 being what it has been. Um, every new year, I think, is a great opportunity to, you know, set new intentions, set goals, whatever it is. And then, of course, look back at the last year and see what what needs to, you know, be laid to rest, what needs to die, just like the winter solstice asks us, you know, to kind of lay to rest and go inward. So perfect time to pick up this book, um, you know, for that special someone maybe that you haven't got a gift yet for. So anyway, speaking about the work, it's a great segue into my next guest. Uh, episode 17, Rewire Your Bio with Dr. Christina Castellanac and Dr. Richard Vicinic here as a co-host. So Great episode, uh, getting my double dose of naturopathic medicine on this one, talking all about somatic experience and the polyvagal theory. Honestly, a great episode. I had to listen to it over and over again, and I was happy to have Richard here in the co-pilot chair to kind of walk us through this one. It was an awesome episode, and please enjoy this quote from Christina. Oh my gosh, my wildest dream is for every human being to know that they have the power and the ability to heal within themselves and that that is connected to the earth, that we are living beings. We are one with the earth. And I think the more that people do their own work, they will be able to connect more and more with the earth. And then comes from what will come from that is just love and respect and valuing the earth and nature and then we create different behaviors from that if you value and respect something yeah that's awesome so without further ado let's get into this next guest quote um episode 18 entrepreneurship and men's mental health with mitchell stern and co-host tyler bryden mitchell stern is one of the co-founders of Station Cold Brew Coffee, based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It was great to connect with Mitch just days into lockdown. Um, I had met him a while back at some trade conventions, I believe the Canadian uh, Health Food Association trade show a while back or maybe even earlier than that. Anyways, met him when I was involved in my beverage company. And so this episode, it was um, it was great to connect with, with Mitch uh, because this is what everyone was doing in this time, connecting online via Zoom calls and that. And I guess I was just kind of curious as to how his whole team's holding up and how they're holding space and, you know, accommodating everything. Uh, um, as an entrepreneur, now obviously, fast forward to now, um, in you know we're, uh, areas of London, Ontario, um, 
places like the Old East Village, places that I would call my second home, um, all these amazing businesses have, you know, set up shop over the last five years. And, you know, you're seeing buildings boarded up and still, you know, businesses closed down. And um, Mitch was a bit prophetic here in this episode, actually, talking about environmental, uh, you know, degradation, environmental pollution from uh, this whole, you know, shipping packages everywhere. So I hope this year you guys are, you know, uh, buying local as much as possible, uh, supporting local, whether that means getting something delivered. Uh, this year I had done the, the whole no Amazon challenge for, uh, Christmas, which I've done quite well. So, um, but yeah, I will link everything to, uh, this episode, obviously all episodes, but, uh, everything station cold brew in the show notes. So if you guys are looking to get a, a nice little case of, uh, cold brew coffee for the holidays, you can do that. But anyways, please check this episode out or check this quote out rather. And I hope you enjoy it. So I think there's a couple things that come to mind. Um, I think this idea of like, uh, unity. So I personally, I don't go, uh, to like an environmental, um, viewpoint immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but have. it comes what what I think about immediately is like unity of of, of humans, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think now more than ever we are like so disconnected but connected, right? We're isolated. Right. But I've been on more video chats with right. people I love who I am very close with more than I ever have. And I'm seeing them more, which is interesting. Totally. Um, I'm connecting differently with family members. It's, and then if you take that and you uh, sort of talk about the idea that everybody is working towards the same thing right now, mm-hmm. and that is ensuring people's health and safety are, are at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Right. And I, I think that yeah. that's uh, certainly a silver lining that we can see right now. One thing I am concerned about is uh, because there's so much focus on uh, the economy and, uh, you know, financially what's happening to a lot of people and businesses, I'm, I'm concerned that the environment will, will take a, a backseat. Sure. sure. I think, you know, w- when you think about everybody's getting something delivered to their house, mm-hmm. nobody's thinking about the environmental impact on that. Right. And I get that. Yeah. I really do. Like, I'm not saying... I'm doing anything differently because I'm having packages delivered to my house too. Right. But I, I am a bit concerned about the current state and how that will impact the environment. Unity. Yes. Unity is the way. And I feel that we are, you know, despite 2020 being a year of a United States presidential election and the devices divisiveness, you know, obviously with who won this election and all that stuff anyways, but the unity that is to come from all this, I'm just so excited. So I'm super pumped that Mitch had said that. And I do believe I have a lot of faith that this whole mess, if you can call it, if you want to call it a mess, you know, this pandemic and that, uh, it's going to be the driving force that's going to connect us again to each other and, and to the earth. Um, you know, it's like keeping us away, keeping everyone apart, at least here in the West. I know folks aren't going to go for this for too much longer. So, um, it's just interesting. Yeah. How technology plays a role in this whole reconnection with nature, reconnection with self, reconnection with other people, family, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and again, I've said it many times, it's an oxymoron, a weird paradox to talk about, you know, technology being involved in this whole thing of rewilding, it is what it is, right? It's 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 not 
you know, it's weird. I'd rather not have it. But again, if I've said this so many times, if I didn't, we didn't have these technologies, we couldn't learn about this whole concept of rewilding. I couldn't share my nature connection research with you guys. And I just feel like right now, everyone needs to know how or, you know, have the tools and skills, knowledge, how to reconvene and, and reconnect with Mother Earth. I think it's just so, so important. But anyways, I've said enough. Nice segue into my next guest, actually. On episode 20, I had uh, Kyle, Kyle Bueller in, and he is the uh, founder of Psychedelics Today, and this episode was titled Psychedelics Today, Near-Death Experiences, and Nature Connection. So I won't say much more. I'll jump right into Kyle's quote, talking all about Spaceship Earth. Ooh, sounds psychedelic, doesn't it? <laughs> Whew, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> you know, I've always like envisioned, um, well, it's interesting. I, I always like, this is probably one of the biggest questions I have is how are we integrating technology with nature? And so, mm. you know, I always have this romanticism of just going back, right. Of like going back to the way that things were. And I know that Western technology has also brought a lot of good. I mean, wouldn't be here Sometimes. doing this. We're not dying in, in our 30s and 40s for the most part from, right. from certain things. And so I would love to see a more integrative approach to, to living. How do we return to nature, but also not throw out like all this technology? It's something like kind of like Terrence McKenna said, which kind of freaks me out. I don't know how much I believe in like the AI and uploading my consciousness to the cloud. That kind of freaks me out. I'm not too sure how I feel mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> but um, like, how do how can we kind of like Star Wars, right? Like, how do we bring this technology, but still live in harmony with nature? Right. Um, you know, kind of just this idea of spaceship earth like we're here right and how do we all kind of start working together and realizing that we're all here on spaceship earth together and we're not separate and how do we come together as communities to be more sustainable but also very integrative at the same time um you know who knows maybe we might have to get off a spaceship earth at some point (laughs) i I don't know maybe our destiny is in the stars i I have no idea (laughs) but there's a part of me that feels like we're stored here and we should take care of what we have here and so exactly. how can we slow down as a culture and a world and really start to focus on what's important maybe that's relationships and taking care of what's around i mean obviously there's these big these big issues that we need to tackle uh, i mean health pollution da, 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 da. Right. but yeah i think a more integrative approach to living is is what my oh, dream is that's beautiful i guess there had a couple interesting questions i must say would you upload your consciousness to the cloud? And then would you get on that spaceship to Mars? I know some people want to. Anyways, um, not for me. Let's just say that. My next guest on episode 22 is Snappy Home Fry, um, Synapse Music. This one was titled Sound Healing and Finding Harmony in Nature. So uh, I love I love naming these things. It reminds me of my uh, days as a kombucha brewer, naming different flavors and, and then, of course, uh, in a band, just naming different songs and stuff right, like that, right? So anyways, Sound Healing and Finding Harmony in Nature, I think it's self-explanatory. Um, this was an awesome episode one to learn all about sound healing and all the amazing power of uh, sound and sounds of nature specifically. Uh, 
I thought it was honestly it was it was a great episode. I have so much uh, so much hope um, that humans will be involved with the earth we will wake up and we will be stewards we will decide not to get that ticket to mars and then yeah we can live in harmony beautiful harmony with the earth so check this one out my wildest dream at least for what it is for right oh now. wow <laughs> i hit you with the real one there at the end that's a it's such a big uh it's such a big question i know Thomas Berry, um, I, I think I well, I know through Lorena's teachings, right? Thomas Berry is part of it and he has the dream the dream of the earth, right? It's one of his books. And yeah. It kind of inspires that question. Yeah. Wow. Where to start? I mean, I I feel I I mean I my dream of the earth involves humans. And I want us to be here, and I inherently believe in humans, and I know that we're, you know, we're faulted. Um, so, you know, my dream of the earth, I hope, involves humans, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, and I don't believe it has to. I, you know, I think she wants to create harmony again, and she wants to be be vital and rich, and she she's such a jewel of as we've we've uh, been recognizing mm. in in space exploration is is that earth is so so incredibly special special and she wants to be uh, grand and she wants to have big rainforest in a different direction right now so i i mean ultimately that's what i want that's what i yeah. want for her uh, the earth is to be that's my my dream of the earth is for her to be rich and vibrant and harmonious and resonant and right. does that i hope that involves humans and it doesn't right. have to right you know i i know that it's not about us and uh, i'm okay with that i've made peace with that long ago and if it does involve the human i think that's a really beautiful uh dream because um we have such an amazing capacity with this gift that we've been given to have consciousness and to recognize that we are the universe looking back at itself and that we as humans ultimately um we we i dream that we see that we play a role in that right and we see our relationship and the health of us is is the same as the health of her so there's again there's harmony and relationship Mm. so if if the my dream of earth involves humans it's it's that we recognize um the beautiful systems that exist throughout the universe and that the earth is also a part of those patterns those that frequency that ripple effect that it's all uh sympathetic it's all in relationship to each other they're all frequencies trying to get along and i hope that we can recognize that we play a role in that a really vital role right and and what could that be in the universe of like what kind of echo would that create throughout uh, the universe if when we realize this and and work with her um and to create something that is integrated and regenerational and um and beautiful so much so beautiful no one can see snappy right there but he just gave his head a shake and you're right beautiful beautifully said 
man, I am just so happy and thrilled to uh, be putting this podcast on for you guys and just doing this podcast. It just is amazing. I'm happy that you're here with me. I'm happy you guys have been listening for a full year and you could tell, um, man, snappy. That was like, I'm not going to give a, my favorite, but that, that answer right there to that question, I tell you, amazing. And you, I think you could hear me say, wow, in it, right? Just, whoa, like very poetic. And um, yeah, I thought it was great. And I share so much of that sentiment. And I know, you know, I'm sure all you guys listening out there do as well. So if um, you've been chatting about this show with a friend, this is going to be like a little middle of the road kind of uh, little side rant. If you guys could, if you haven't done it yet, if you've enjoyed this very episode, um, please share it with a friend. That would mean the world to me. Just one friend say, hey, check out this podcast. And then you share this one because I'm thinking, yeah, like, you know, every now and then I get random rambling and uh, we start talking about craziness of, uh, of you know, hand washing, singing the birthday song two times and washing your hands and all this stuff. Where am I going with this? Basically, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes we talk about some things that other people might be like, oh, man, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that masks do or don't work or whatever it is this year has just been it's been interesting for me to be one who's putting out a health promotion message I don't always feel like it's so well received and I feel like um this year I think there's been a lot of sparks lit in people whether listening to this show or just talking to friends who are holistically minded or who are asking questions as to whether or not you know things like masks work or whatever it may be right with just the health policy is this the right thing right and so many sparks so many fires lit and i think a lot of awakening coming what comes with awakening or what might be a precursor to awakening clearing your mind and my next guest does a great job at explaining how or at least uh, detailing how there was that nice calm right in the beginning of the pandemic where everything was calm and quiet everything was shut down and people were connected um so yeah episode 23 changing perspectives on climate change adaptation with dr brennan vogel and my good friend here dr richard vixinic Check this one out. Yeah, last question is, what is your wildest dream for the Earth? We're in this interesting time. Uh, you've researched environmental issues galore for many, many years. Um, you know, you have interesting perspectives here and are looking for different ways of knowing right now. So, yeah, what exactly would you say is your wildest dream for the Earth? Jeez, that's a really tough question. I, th I think it would just be to have that point of light of uh, consciousness that we've been talking about here today as a, as a commonly held value for all humanity, you know, and uh, it felt there when the, when the pandemic was really getting ramped up uh, at the end of March and April, there was just this quiet that kind of fell. I'm not sure if you guys noticed it, but I just had this yes. feeling of quiet that came and, you know, you could really see the stars in a different way and uh, you didn't hear planes and the traffic quieted, you know, and, and like when you have those experiences, because if things were feeling really frantic before all of that, you know, like, you know, a lot of uncertainties and frantic and all this, but then there's this sort of calm that came about. And I think that like, it's in those times where you have the clarity of mind to then start to like put things in perspective philosophically and think about things in a different way. And I guess that would be my wish is that like people have the opportunity and the privilege to experience that in their lives, to have the ability to 
to reflect on those things because it can be humbling, right? And, and, it, and I think that's really what we need is a lot of humility. Laughter's been the best medicine for me. That's all I know this year. It works every time. Anyways, the next installment here on this best of episode for 2020 is uh, I've got two wonderful women, wonderful wild women, if you will. Um, who was on this one here? We've got uh, Dr. Lindsay Martin, naturopathic doctor from London, Ontario, and Hallie Rose, uh, entrepreneur, as well as the host of the Thought Room podcast. So two guests means more talking, which means less talking from me. Let's listen to this one. Oh man, it's an interesting time to be asking that question. Right? For sure. I know. It's such a deep question and I hate throwing it on people sometimes. Actually, I love throwing it on people, but because <laughs> yeah. again, it, it's, it, I hate it because yes, it's deep and you could think about it forever. But again, it's kind of like you said, what comes through like right now? Like, yeah, yeah. it's a snapshot. So for sure. I know. And I mean, like you, I don't know exactly when this will get released, so I don't know where we'll be mm-hmm. um, in the world, but we have, you know, just moved through a time at least where we have had to really quiet down our activities and um, how we're connecting with people. And uh, I hope, I hope, I hope that we learn something. Yeah, <laughs> hope that we learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we that we're learning. You know what matters, what matters to us in our homes and our families, and where we want to expend our energy, um, where we want to spend our money where we want to, you know, do our work, mm-hmm. um, and how we can really support the, the nature mm-hmm. of our earth right. to thrive. Yeah. So I know that's not, that's kind of a vague answer in some ways, but I think we're in a massive place of, like you said before, I think de- deconstructing and, and learning. And so I think, I hope that we yeah. really, we really, take a pause at this moment. We're in a pause moment. Yeah. Hallie, what about you? What's your wildest dream for the earth? Mm. My wildest dream for the earth is that we usher in new systems that allow each person to feel like they are in full personal alignment with source, whatever that means for them. I envision a world that is full of peace and harmony and that each person feels great. They wake up feeling empowered, enlivened. They're sharing their passions and they're doing so in a way that serves their highest good and also that does no harm to anyone else. And I think that that is uh, the critical addendum to that because no doubt there are people out there that are um, doing things that make them very happy, but um, some of these these people at the top, perhaps one could say that, that it is indeed doing harm. Mm-hmm. So I think that we need to kind of reset the systems, create a world where we can um, find fulfillment and act out of our highest good and the highest good of all beings. Right. Well, this is exciting. We are moving right along, aren't we? Um, got a few more left and I just 
got a comment. I love uh, both those wild and wonderful women's answers. I like how uh, Hallie's talking about aligning with that purpose or with that source, right? So anyways, it's getting close to the end. I get to share my wildest dream for the earth. So I'm looking forward to that. My next guest on episode 26, Rewilding the Microbiome, Linking Soil and Gut Biodiversity with Health, with Dr. Kim Bretz, naturopathic doctor, and my co-host, Dr. Richard Vixinic. So this one was amazing, um, you know, ever since starting this podcast, just the idea of soil health, bacteria, you know, if there's one area that I feel like I know quite well within the health world, it's all things microbes and uh yeah so this was just an amazing episode i gotta thank richard for setting this one up and uh honestly bringing in a highly recognized professional within uh all things uh probiotics and of course like uh, bacteria your gut microbiome how that is super important to your health and uh, i won't say anything more but i will say i really do enjoy what kim had to say here about the built environment and uh, just her dream for a healthier earth. I ask every guest, uh, and I'll ask you the same question, what is your wildest dream for the earth as we go forward here? Um, I think we need to just rethink the way that we are living right now. Um, I don't think our built environment that we are dependent on technology is working. Um, And I would love to see that we are able to have more connection with the outside world. Um, and, and that health actually becomes a priority. Um, I get that question of why I'm a naturopath versus an MD or anything else. And I'm obviously not against that, but I think that there's a huge difference between living a long life and dying a long life. And I really would love to see that we have that focus on amazing quality of life, which I think is just inherently interconnected with a healthy earth. So we're approaching the hour mark here, and uh, I guess I should say, lately shows have been going over the hour. I remember saying this way back that I wanted shows to last an hour. I personally, uh, you know, I listen to all sorts of podcasts, but I know that sometimes the hour just just sounds like, you know, nice, neat, and tidy for folks, but uh, the podcast seemed to be going a bit longer. If you enjoy shorter podcasts, if you enjoy longer podcasts, please let me know because I do this stuff here for you guys. So if I hear enough about, you know, the ways that you like to listen to shows, then I will make changes to do that. That's what this is. This isn't a dictatorship. You know what I mean? I'm not locking you guys inside your homes. You know what I mean? I am uh, I'm a friend here in Nature Connection. But anyways, next episode, dropping it in here. Episode 29, Breathing in Nature and the Stoic Breath with Steve Beatty. What a treat this was uh, to hear Steve's answer, talking about reconnection with where we come from. Check it out. Is for a full reconnection of humans with nature. We have forgotten where we came from. We are stuck in in this modern, busy world, and this this past six or nine months, I guess we're going on to now. <laughs> Um, we've had a big reconnection with ourselves, with nature. A lot of people going back to what, what actually matters to me. And I believe when, when we as, as human beings reconnect with nature in a real true way, not just think, oh, yeah, yeah, the environment's good. We should probably clean up the ocean. Or, you know, I'm going to volunteer and clean up this little river for a weekend and that's my job done. To actually truly reconnect with 
earth mm-hmm. and to feel earth and to feel the energy of earth and to be in nature mm-hmm. and to feel nature be in us. That is my dream mm-hmm. too. And when, and when we fully and truly connect with earth that way, we can't hurt her anymore. We can't rob her anymore when we, when we truly connect, right? right? When, when, when you are fully in love with earth, you won't be able to hurt her. Mm -hmm. My next two guests are the wild and wonderful Angie Aristone and Roderick Allen. Episode 30 was titled consciousness becomes you telepathy flow states and the art and science of expanding consciousness. Awesome episode. Honestly, uh, I will have Angie and Rod back to uh, dissect this further and their whole approach called focus-based flow. I believe flow states are an important part or at least important area of research uh, within health and health sciences. Uh, This episode being very similar to the rewire your bio, um, you know, getting into the nervous system, getting into uh, different brain waves and whatnot. I find this stuff fascinating. It is part of why I am here on earth to expand my consciousness and rise up in levels of awareness. And uh, I'm going to give a quick plug to uh, Angie and Rod's book, Consciousness Becomes You. Uh, You can check that out on Amazon. I will make sure it is linked in the show notes at rewildmybio.com slash wildestdream2020. Check this one out. Hippy dippy's gonna come out in me now. <laughs> I mean, if it didn't by this point, it's my yeah, well, no. Right? I mean, my wildest dream is um, absolute and total equality for every man, woman, straight, LGBTQIA, every color, everyone to experience total equality. Mm-hmm. I also want. Um, I want capitalism to go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> been dealing with that one a lot lately. We could, uh, no, I, 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 yeah, no, I have been. Cause I mean, heck yeah, let's, let's say a little bit more. I mean, what, I don't mean, way, I don't mean I want socialism. I want fascism. I want socialism or fascism either. Right. No, no I don't have me. a plan. Yeah. I just, I don't want a money based yeah. Yeah. living anymore. Well, this is why I said I was reading uh, sacred economics. I don't know if you've, I haven't read it. Okay, well, this is why this is for me, um, you know, having a business and economics degree and understanding economics, realizing that money and greed might be the root of the evil within this capitalist system. Yeah. So maybe hate hate the players, not the game kind of mentality. I sometimes oh, I hate the game too. But the game, but the game, the (laughs) game is rigged. And and to your point about equality, it's just like, how can, how can we do that with this current system? Some people have individual wealth and profit. They're not going to power. This is what I've been saying. Give that up. So not to say that capitalism, like if we could have a level playing field and and then, but again, even then, no, because money's a piece of that. And what we do for that becomes interesting. So yeah, sacred economics. It was um, I'm gonna yeah, read gifting because it. it's all about gifting economy, right? Yeah. So talk about Burning, Burning Man, Man again, yeah. right? Um, that's not that hippy dippy at all. That okay, was good. Beautiful answer. Thank you. Um, and that's just it. This stuff I, I hate. Um, I, I probably said far out a few times because I. That's just the word I use to it's explain one of my this. favorite phrases. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, oh, here we go. Sounded like a bunch of hippies, but no, I mean, he, but here we are also at the same time speaking in front of universities and uh, scientific research in all different forms being done and, and hopefully will continue to be done. So I think it's it's not all that hippy-dippy. And 
Not anymore. Yeah, and there's so anymore. much science out there that yeah. is so conveniently ignored. And, yeah. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be science. Go and experience this. Live in a flow state for yourself, right? That's like, I've been trying not to, at least lately anyways, with some of the science going out to rely on science and say science says is just anymore not good enough for me. And uh, I really do think it's go experience it for yourself. Absolutely. That's plenty yes. for me. So, yes. Rod, what's your wildest dream for the earth? Uh First, I should say I'm I'm very hopeful that we are at that tipping point, and that um, I I know from the just the, the absolute magic of what happens when you're uh, in a flow state and you get out of what we call survival consciousness. Mm. That uh, I am absolutely convinced that the new Earth and how quickly it will manifest will be far beyond any of our wildest dreams and better than we could even possibly imagine at this point. And I'm so hopeful because, uh, again, I think from our perspective, um, so many issues disappear as soon as you start living a life in flow mm-hmm. because you automatically become peaceful mm-hmm. and compassionate and have an abundance mindset and you see solutions that benefit everybody involved mm-hmm. instantly and it's simply getting out of that that ego based survival survival consciousness that says I have to uh, I have to hoard I have to gain power mm-hmm. I have to gain prestige I have to take over resources and control things mm-hmm. um, and as soon as that consciousness starts to dissipate so many issues disappear automatically. Amen to that. Peaceful and compassionate. That is. That's just it. Um, I really do enjoy what Rod had to say about kind of trying to get out of that ego-based survival consciousness and how, you know, control being a big part of that, our desire, I guess, maybe as a society um, to control things. I know I've experienced that on an individual level on, on my in my own life and letting go of control of certain things is, um, you know, it's been a rewarding yet challenging journey, right? So, um yeah, I think we've all had a lot of that this year, right? Having to let go of control. Um, and yeah, through that discomfort, I believe, uh, we grow as individuals, right? And as we grow as individuals, we're better able to be our whole self, our full self, our, you know, living our purpose. And then we're able to take that into each and every relationship in our life. And then if we take that into enough relationships, we start to create community and a buzz and there's a magnetic attraction to, you know, what you are seeking is also seeking you, right? So by stepping in and I don't know, I guess my last guest um, blend perfectly into my next guest. Um, Let me pull up who, who we've got here. Episode 31, Intuitive Eating, Whole Foods, Traditional Diets, and food guides with Malcolm Saunders of The Light Cellar in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It was a pleasure to uh, get to know someone who I feel like is in some ways um, a soul brother to me, uh, very similar paths in entrepreneurship and uh, crafting tasty elixirs and fizzy beverages. So um, yeah, without further ado, I give to you guys episode 31, Intuitive Eating with Malcolm Saunders. Tell me, what is your wildest dream for the earth? 
Right. Okay. Incredible. Um, I think it, it is, you know, it obviously ties in a lot of what we've been talking about. And I think for humans to get there is that merger of those, those two ways of knowing, right? Like the, the reason, the logic, the intellect, the scientific thick, uh, thinking and reasoning, but also that heart-based way of being and knowing and living, developing both those faculties. And I think if we move forward in that way, if we move forward, I love how you said it. It's like, do we need this top-down like policy creation, like the social engineering from technocrats, or should it come from the ground up? Should it be led by the individual, um, not from you know people who are ignorant and have no idea what's going on, right? But from a space of developing both those faculties, uh, I think that is the ultimate way to go and you know when it comes to like environmental policy yeah like we need to respect the earth but i think it needs to come from that knowing of of how to live right how to live well how to live in balance live in harmony with nature right. and community and and you know that versus kind of a top down so i really want to see people develop both their faculties uh tune in and yeah move from that space and away from this kind of top-down technocracy that's that's coming in. Thank you. I share that sentiment for grassroots movements without a doubt. I find within research and within health promotion, um, you can't just go and tell someone to do this or do that, eat this way, move more, sit less. It really does have to come from the grassroots and those people involved with that problem have to actually take ownership of it and then from there can do what needs to be done. So yeah. I, I really appreciate that, yeah. We're, we're at a breaking point right now. It's like you can't even leave your house, right? Yeah. Because you're being told. Yeah. And uh, this, it's like you say, it's, it's a little bit ugly. It's a little bit like uncomfortable because yeah. there's this ton of perturbation going on, but it's, it's coming to a head, right? And, you know, one of my good friends, you know, we, we've been saying for years, right? Like knowing, like looking at society, seeing what's going on. It's like, we're like, wow, like how long can this go on for? Right? right. Like this trajectory, we've all known that the trajectory we've been on, the life we've been living, how most people yeah. are kind of, you know, uh, asleep awake kind of yeah. a thing. Um, you know, okay, here is the shift. Here's the opportunity for a great reset. If we want to call it that, but let's envision it ourselves individually and communities you know, from bottom up, not, not a top down. I really appreciate everything Malcolm had to say uh, discussing uh, the politics around the Great Reset and, you know, how do we want to go about this amazing opportunity we have in front of us here as we go into 2021? Does it, do we want it to come from the ground up or do we want to be told how it's going to be? I know I, you know, I've had this question, uh, something on the tip of my tongue or on my mind anyways, as to, you know, as people research things and science says this and that, should those decisions, do those people really know what's best? I mean, I know it's a question that I'm perplexed on and I'm always kind of diving into that and asking myself that when I research things, like just because I love immersing myself in nature and I believe it's amazing for one's health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, is that right to impose that on another, right? Um, you know, not everyone has the same feelings towards nature. I understand that. I think there is something innate in us all. Um, you know, that the whole biophilia hypothesis, we have that innate connection or desire to connect with nature, but I don't know anymore. Right. So I just think it's an interesting question. And, you know, do we need that top down social engineering, something to throw out there to you guys to stew on here as we go into the silent months of winter. But, um, yeah, anyways, my next guest episode 32 with Drake Larson, the future of farming 
ecological farming and regenerative practices. Uh, what a great episode here with Drake. Um, honestly, we went deep into this one. It was a longer episode. I hope you guys got a chance to listen to it. It recently just came out, um, honestly, and I just love this for the way Drake had put a spin on the three R's. So Drake, um, being the Drake and Sarah owning Three Ridges Farm in Elmer, Ontario. And uh, we all know the three R's from, you know, back in the 90s or whenever they created it. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Well, this one, I think, is the three R's for the 21st century. Reconnection, resilience, and regeneration. Have a listen. Yeah, you know, um, reconnection. We are, one thing I didn't bring in our sort of our farm is uh, when we came to naming it, we, we have these three prominent ridges on our farm and you can see them in the, in the digital elevation map. And so we called it three ridges for that. And then we got this idea of the, that we brought it down to three R and then we use that, we use those three R's to talk about uh, resilience, uh, reconnection and regeneration. And so, you know, I think um, reconnection is really for, for humans to get reconnected with the earth. Um, I've certainly touched on a few things in my seven years on the farm when I've had the luxury of, you know, being immersed in blood and mud and, and, um, and time to, to sort of connect to myself. Like I've, I've touched a few things energetically and spiritually that are like proof of concept to me that have blown my sort of old conservative rural Iowa self completely apart with respect to sort of some of the potentials, um, Mm -hmm. that we can have when we have animals and earth as an ally, um, and so then, yeah, I just hope, you know, that would be my hope is that more people can find that. And I sort of, we try to bring that in with our food. We're trying to get this food, um, into people's bodies. I mean, it's highly nutrient dense. Um, and so it's going to help them with healing, but then also, you know, I know there's so many conversations are started by people eating our food or talking about our food or our food served in, uh, you know, some really nice restaurants where they tell our story well. And so like to hope right. to like push that connection like i don't really have i'll just stop raising chickens if i'm gonna have like undifferentiated chicken nuggets even if they're like the most gourmet right like i i do this um because it's it supports our regeneration efforts uh monetarily but then also it helps to get that um to get that message out so like the more we can reconnect people to land we host a small kids gathering on our farm uh you know and maybe that that two hours every monday might be the most important thing i do i'm not Totally sure, but um, I know these kids need access to nature, um, and I know from listening to your podcast, like that's a big, you know, nature access right. and sort of all the things that can bring from the ecosystem services to these deep spiritual things to just you know, quietness, right? Um, yeah, ozonation, right. healing. Like, there's just so many things that can happen when people can be connected to Earth. And I think, like, I would say too to bring that around, like you know, it might have been, you know, other times in my life I've been like world peace or these right. like sort of more concrete ways, but I really do feel now like we're in such a bind with respect to, um, where we are behind the eight ball with soil loss. We see sort of this media mania going on the last few months where I think people sort of were really at the edge of, you know, free will is sort of gone. And so then what can I feel like, you know, there's needs to be some sort of like trip and collective consciousness. And I know that like, I had the sense that that's like, you know, reconnection. So how can we reconnect people? sort of facilitate we need to we need to re- rekindle that ally relationship if we're right. gonna do like we can't do we can't do what needs to be done alone without a doubt well that was just great hearing from drake and uh 
Richard Vixenic also on that episode. And, you know, speaking of Richard, I, I wonder where he is. He was supposed to stop by the studio to record his wildest dream for the earth. Oh, it's Santa Richard. There he is coming on in with the with the jingle bell music. Oh, Sean. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> That's a really good Santa voice. Welcome, Richard. Welcome. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun here without you. And uh, is this jingle bell music driving you crazy in the background right now just a little no, bit? No, it's setting the tone. Right it's nice. setting the tone, yeah. No, it's... Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun listening to folks' wildest dream for the earth. Honestly, I'm uh, just blown away with the beauty of what everybody's saying, and I'm glad to have you in here because um, we've done so many shows together, and honestly, uh, this show wouldn't be the same without you. All your wisdom, one, but two, some of the guests you pulled out, um, really, it made it amazing. So thank you for your, your effort and your energy towards this because I think, I think the, um, the guests probably don't realize how much, yeah, you played a role in all this, so yeah. Well, you're welcome, and it's been a real pleasure and an honor to sit at the mic with you and uh, get to learn a few things on a deeper level when you sort of bring in guests and mm -hmm. listen to other people dive into their passion and articulate their purpose uh, and to to be part of that process within the context of this podcast itself, mm -hmm. but in the journeys of all of our guests who have that opportunity to come and share their stories. Um, yeah, it's just a, a really enriching way to uh, spend some time yeah it really is and learning lots is, is definitely i'd say how i would kind of sum up this just learning one learning how to like do a podcast and um you know sit, sit back and listen and, and ask the right questions has been a challenge for me as i've mentioned before on the podcast but um just sitting back and yeah learning these amazing stories of how people reconnect with nature and then i think the whole idea behind this one here is you know asking that question what is your wildest dream for the earth it's uh yeah just a really positive way to end each show so yeah, stoked to have you here. And actually, I do have um, one more uh, guest that I wanted to play. And so I didn't, I didn't tell you that. I kept it a secret from you. Um, but what we're going to listen to now is, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, Zach McCready on my most recent episode of uh, the podcast. It was episode 33, Starving the Beast and Other Outlawed Health Topics in 2020. A lot of fun doing that one um, with my old friend in podcasting and uh, his wildest dream for the earth. I mean, it was perfectly timed. I don't know if he had, he must have been planning this, but let me, uh, let me play what we got here and uh, check this one out, folks. Around Christmas time, right? Um, you think of Santa and everything. You think of all these stories. I just, mm -hmm. I was reading this recently, but this, in Siberia, the shamans would uh, collect the Amanita muscaria mushroom right and it's symbiotic with fir trees i guess and it grows at the base of the trees right like presents, right? <laughs> like presents. and then they would take these amadina muscaria and put them in wet stockings over the fire to dry them mm -hmm. what does that remind you of right right and then or they'd hang them from the tree like ornaments right and these shamans would often wear like little red caps and white outfits and things like that, looking a little bit like Santa maybe. Right. Um, the other thing was the reindeer would eat the Amanita muscaria and then Under do the drunken tree. behavior. So you think about a flying reindeer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so all these ideas that we have of like this Christmas being, you know, it could be like, I think there's a lot of elements of like, people call them pagans, but I think there's a lot of elements of like other stories all mm -hmm. intertwine there but mm -hmm. the one interesting one is uh is this one's about mushrooms really and and mm -hmm. um i guess what my wildest dream for for the world would be to to kind of realize that there's 
that there's so much more. I don't want to say, hey, just do psychedelics, but like, no, you know. But there's story. There's different stories out there. Well, yeah, there's different stories out there, and and maybe some of these things that have been told to us by the government, you know, and by the powers that be, aren't the way that they are, mm-hmm. you know. Because if we're going to question one thing, well, who's to say we can't question the rest of it, right? right. And and I, I'm torn on the fence between legalizing drugs. Mm-hmm. or decriminalizing them or like, you know what I mean? I, right. I saw what Portugal did and I really appreciate it. I think the, one of the things uh, that, that we need to do is, is to start looking at decriminalizing it more because I don't think people should be, should be prosecuted for that. If it becomes an addiction, then they can be helped in that manner. Right. But what we're doing in this country is way different where we're just kind of like feeding the addiction more. Right. You know, we set up these centers and it's so strange because I know that I have emotions about it too, about, mm-hmm people overdosing but like if your friend was cutting themselves mm-hmm. would you give them a safe place to do it and fresh knives yeah you know? so it's like what's interesting yeah we need i had a hard time with that uh lesson when or that very topic for a lecture when i taught i didn't want to have to talk about it because i'm, I'm kind of sharing your sentiment in, in regards mm-hmm. it's like should we should we be doing that right yeah well some of the people have been following like paul stamets and you know Ter- mm-hmm. uh, terrence mckenna and stuff mm-hmm. and you you just realize that there's like a little more out there um, to life, right? And right. I could talk forever about this, but what I'm trying to say is that uh, I think we we should start viewing things in a different light. That would be my wildest dream yeah. for, for the world. So there you have it. I feel like I should throw it over to you and ask you, because you're like my mushroom guy. When I forage mushrooms, you know, I'm make, being safe. I'll send you a text, you know, a picture of it, say sometimes if I'm unsure. Um but as my mushroom guy and in the world of fact checking is that, what do you think of that story? Should we fact check that story? Is that the true story of Santa Claus and reindeer there? Or have you heard that before? Or what do you, uh, what do you think of that one? Fact or fiction, <laughs> it lends to some layers and it just raises the question of, you know, what narrative is the narrative that we choose to mm-hmm. embrace? What's the narrative that uh, resonates with us? And there's something that you know, resonates in that. I don't know if I'm going to go fact check it necessarily. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That was a great episode. And I was super happy to hear that, especially around the holidays. So I, yeah, I thought I'd intro that one with you and the Christmas music. And uh, I hope, yeah, I mean, um, well, let's do this. We can, we'll get right to it. Cause we're coming, we're coming close to the end of this show. So I hope everybody out there has enjoyed listening so far. I'm excited to have you in here, Richard, because I didn't, ask you this question when we chatted way back when I think I asked you um, and maybe I'll ask you a twofold question if you want to go there um, I had asked you originally way back on I think like episode three um, what was your plans for this year 2020 on your land being the first year you're living there full year and everything so I was just kind of I think that's what I asked you was you know what was up for you so how was the first I'll ask you this first before we dive into your wildest dream for the earth but how was your you know first year on the land what grew what didn't um, what, yeah, how was it? Yeah, that's a, there's a lot to unpack in that, but to, <laughs> right. to kind of put it succinctly, uh, there was a, there a lot of learning, uh, a lot of trusting, a lot of letting go mm. of expectation, uh, uh control, mm-hmm. uh, and, and really trying to find that edge and how to interact with the land, mm-hmm. um, and came in with a really particular lens or understanding and seeing how that is even morphed and shifted as challenges arrive and you have to sort of uh, work with them uh, or around them or through them. I don't recommend through, Mm, (laughs) Um, but it's been, 
a great uh, process of really diving deep and connecting to the earth and, and to myself and starting to see how that's extending out into a community that we're sort of tapping into or becoming a part of or growing with um, and seeing how that's sort of just started with a literal seed and then into my own internal seed and sort of starting to reverberate out into a community, right? To see right. the kids come and play in the forest on Fridays, right. you know, and to hear that mm. piece is um, probably the most um, heartening creative endeavor mm. that's sort of uh, grown from the land this year. Right, yeah. Um, my tomatoes, not so much. <laughs> those groundhogs and deer you- and rabbits yeah. and all those wow. things. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, going into these colder months, these darker months, uh, and uh, looking for and listening to the to the light inside and just being guided on or guided toward those next pieces that um, fall into place that I'm just a, will act as a steward of implementing as opposed to um, imposing or trying to invent myself. So it's just really right. about a deeper listening mm-hmm. and, and kind of going inward. Uh, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about these months, but after a really active year of planting, doing, working ceaselessly, mm-hmm. uh, this slowing down is even more pronounced. More welcome. And more yeah. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Without a doubt, um, maybe your Uncle Milan will help you with your tomatoes next year. I, I hope so. He's got I, some yeah. old Eastern European uh, tricks got, up his sleeves, I'm he's sure. got some skills. Yeah, indeed. Um no, that's beautiful. Thank you for saying that, especially the piece in regards to growing community from the land. Because um, this show, I think you kind of encapsulated a lot of things that the guests um, had said in regards to, yes, being in nature and also at the same time connecting with self and then how that lends to uh, greater fulfillment for oneself. And then at that point, we can extend out to the community. So, um, yeah, again, that's awesome. And I'm yeah, looking forward to everything that grows next year on the land. Me too. Um so yeah, so that said, a little segue into your wildest dream for the earth. What is that here today at the end of this year for you? Well, my wildest dream is part of that um, hope for all of us as human beings to have the opportunity or to move towards this reconnection with nature, to have that time to slow down and and go inward uh, and through that extending into our own healing processes and noticing how the earth mirrors us and how we might mirror her. And through that, having the opportunity to, to really track into ourselves to um, heal our traumas, our patterns of trauma, our patterns of grief, those things that really keep us stuck um, individually and collectively I think nature is a real gateway to to that type of healing. And as we do that type of work within ourselves and reconnecting with nature, then we start to really, my hope is, um, we move into that healthier sense of self away from fear, scarcity, and victimhood into something more experiential that really teaches us that we are connected and interconnected. These aren't just words, but these are experiences that we all are beginning to have collectively. And that if that can unfold in that way, then we can continue to deepen our 
relationship with certainly ourselves, nature, and our community, but really uh, seeing all the earth as sort of this really wonderful interconnected dance that we're a part of, right? And that we play a role in and that we can contribute to in a, in a way that brings some light and works with sort of these natural laws of rhythm, mm -hmm. harmony, death, rebirth, all those sorts of things. So really about us having an opportunity to connect with nature individually so we can heal our stuff mm -hmm. and extend that outward. Um, and hopefully bringing on a new earth for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, that was beautifully put very unique. And I, uh, I would agree just, I, I know this year I said I'd, I'd share a lot of my PhD research on the show, which I haven't, I've just been, you know, reading, making sense of it myself. But one of the things I'm starting to see as a theme anyways, is that through nature connection, yeah, there is, um, that opportunity to reflect. It gives people a time to reflect. And, uh, through that, I think a lot of the healing that you mentioned can come. Um, yeah. So that's beautiful. Thank you. So yeah, this is the part where you're supposed to ask me what my wildest dream is. Oh, is yeah, that what that, I'm I didn't tell to you do? that, but okay. prior to, prior to ho, ho, hoing your way into this uh, yes. podcast, but well, I'll uh, take that, uh, subtle cue, <laughs> Sean. Yeah. After doing, putting in all this hard work, slogging on the mic, editing and doing all these things that are, you know, not necessarily earthly. <laughs> what mm -hmm. is your wildest dream for this earth? That's uh yeah, it's a great question. That's probably why I ask it to everybody. Right. But, uh, no, I, I, knowing this show was coming, of course I started stewing on it a lot. And I said that earlier in this podcast, been stewing on it and it changes and it morphing. And I think that's one thing I've realized when I ask guests this, it's such a heavy question. They're like, Oh, geez. So I have to kind of preface it with like whatever that is for you today. Um, so I have a wildest dream for the earth. That's kind of like this guiding star for me. And I'll get to that in a second. But just because I'm asking guests to say what it is, putting them on the spot for me, what really came up this week and I'm still mulling it over. So I'll do it here on air. But um, my wildest dream for the earth in the sense of wildest as almost crazy and far fetched is uh, is for and I want to say this properly is for the the biomedical model within healthcare to kind of step back or step down from its dominant hegemonic place within the greater pie that is all things healing and health. Um, I feel it's a very important piece. I, I want to make sure I'm saying that. And that's why I do this show because um, I know a lot of wicked MDs and folks who are kind of um, big into science on all things biomedical. So whether it be, let's say something like mental health, to give an example, um, you know, to perhaps for some folks taking pharmaceutical medication when they are going through something hard might be what that person needs. And, and if that's a tool that they have access to and that feels right, then they should be able to do that. I just don't like seeing um, said prescription of drugs as this or like opioids, um, painkillers and things like that is like the first thing that we go to, especially here in Canada, having uh, public health care, air quotes, public health care. It just seems like um, I'd like a little more a la carte selection from me. I mean, I'm happy to pay my taxes and be part of this amazing country, but sometimes I think, geez, I'm not going to use half this stuff when it goes to the healthcare system, the way it goes. Right. So, and just given this year that we've had, I realize how much um, I have a hard time with the idea of this like biomedical dominance and almost in, in, honestly, in my opinion, tyranny right now, um, you know, discussion is like as if the only thing that can save us right now is a vaccine. And um, I've never ever, you know, went down that 
route myself, uh, researching, you know, vaccines so much. I said I would when I started to think about having kids and things like that. Um, cause I'm not anti anything really. I'm not, I'm pro science. And I think this year I've had a hard time, um, as I accumulate knowledge on the subject, projecting my bias and my judgment opinions about the whole, uh, what we call the mainstream narrative right now with the pandemic. And I feel like, um, yeah, it's been an opportunity for me to really look at that. So that's my wildest dream is that I kind of figure out what it is about that that irks me so much sometimes. Um, and, you know, and I think I'll take that question into the woods and and do just that so I can do my healing around that and then bring my medicine to the earth, um, which is very much just like this show, helping people reconnect with nature and, um, you know, a more holistic view on health and health care. And, um, yeah, the fact that your body's amazing. So that's kind of like a, a segue into my ultimate wildest dream for the earth. And I think guests listening lots probably can tell just because the way I've, um, I don't know if it's my energy. It's, it's interesting. The energy, um, I listen to guests answers to this question and when I'm asking them directly, um, and when you're in the room, I've noticed there's like a bit of a change in regards to nature connections often said when you're in the room, where with um, me, a lot of times I've noticed people talk about like self-actualization. I, I don't know. And, and there's a there's a merger of those two, obviously, because that's where I think we both find that uh, self-actualization or personal development piece. We kind of are able to, uh, you know, we're able to do that as a practice when we walk into nature, whether we're consciously doing it or, or not, or at least for me anyways. Um so yeah, my ultimate wildest dream for the earth is that every single human being on the earth finds what their purpose is and is able to live that. And they can, uh, they can choose to pursue their wild, like their purpose, or they can choose to not, and they can, um, have the freedom to fail and succeed on their own and, and learn from the process. Cause, um, you know, as much as sometimes, uh, we'd like someone to be able to just kind of help us and show us the way I know I have in certain times of my life. I know that when I'm alone or what seems like alone and I take that into the woods and I take that specifically into forests for me, but when I'm, you know, standing by a lake, when I take those questions into those places, I'm able to, yeah, again, um, heal, find my purpose, get clarity. And, um, that's my wildest dream is that everybody can find their purpose so that we can all, be there for one another um, as whole, complete, happy individuals. And I feel like when we know what our purpose is, that's just very healing because when we're walking around distracted or um, doing what we think we're supposed to be doing, I've had a long life of doing just that. And um, yeah, I think um, there's a lot of good to come from being an active member of society and, or at least from, from my point of view anyways, I've had a lot of benefit in, um, creating wonderful things in society, but I need to kind of pull back from that every now and then and uh, just sit with myself and, and heal myself, do what do what I'm truly called to because I feel like if I'm doing what I am just so, think I'm supposed to be doing, there's a lot of sometimes pain in that. And I think right now um, the basis of our society kind of leads people to chasing, you know, the American dream type thing. And I don't know what that looks like anymore, but I do believe that um, people having the freedom to pursue what it is that makes them happy is super important. So that's, that's my wildest dream for the earth. Um, yeah, I could ramble on forever with that one. Yeah. I, I, you've hit some really, um, I think some universal chords there, purpose and passion and sort of living the fullness of our days the mm -hmm. best that we can 
Right. In connection with each other, with the earth, with ourselves. Indeed. That is my wildest dream for, yeah, for all, for everyone out there. And I hope this episode um, has allowed our listeners to um, kind of stew on this question for themselves. So putting this out tomorrow on the uh, winter solstice. So I hope that this uh, episode for you, the listener, I hope this uh, inspires um, dreams, wildest dreams of yours and um, that you fulfill these dreams. And uh, yeah, I hope that this holiday season you are um, afforded the ability to be with loved ones, however that looks for you, whatever feels right for you guys. But I hope that um, everyone's together and dreaming big for the new year. So um, Richard, thank you again for being here, coming by and recording this. Yep. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you to everybody out there for listening. It's been a pleasure putting this uh, podcast together for you here with Richard and all my guests this year. Thank you to each and every one of you for donating your time to making this podcast great. And as always, stay wild. Thank you for listening to the Rewild My Bio podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you have enjoyed this episode. I have so much gratitude for all of you who continue to share this show with your friends. It really does mean so much to me. If you want more content from Rewild My Bio, then please check out rewildmybio.com to find previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter. In the newsletter, I share blogs I have written and reflections from my current health promotion research. Please follow along on Instagram and Telegram with the handle at rewildmybio and on Twitter at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay wild.